Well, it is a new day in more ways than one as the uh, coronavirus has completely taken over the world and uh, life as we know it, really. And uh, the impact has really been felt in the world of sports, finally, as um, there are cancellations across the board. Uh, Leagues are suspending their season, and the MPSSAA has uh, postponed, at least at the moment, uh, their state basketball tournament, which included uh, three teams, uh, local teams, the Middletown Girls and Frederick Girls, as well as the Oakdale Boys. Uh, So uh, changes are afoot. The, The story changes by the minute, it seems. And uh, here to talk about it on the final score with me, Greg Swantek, is FNP sports writer uh, John Cannon. And uh, John, uh, you talked to the local basketball coaches today, and what was their general reaction? Yeah, well, they just, I mean, none of them have been through anything like this before, and their players are disappointed. Granted, they understand the reasons for this, but uh, really there's just uncertainty right now. Um, Like, you know, each team has seniors. uh, Did they play their final game and not know it, you know, and and all these teams think they have a realistic chance of actually uh, uh, winning a state title, but it remains to be seen whether they actually will get a chance to um, to win that title outright. Um, I say that because I I understand in Virginia they had a similar situation and they declared all their they canceled their tournament and just said everybody was co-champs and that's that you could see something like that. Um, I don't know if anybody'd be happy with that, but initially the decision was made to have. A closed arena with with limited spectators, limited parents, no media allowed, which was a strange decision. Because at least when you see these closed gym situations, the media is allowed in uh, to report on the story and, and cover the event. But there was going to be no media allowed with the MPSSAA, and then it became a full blown no event uh, on uh, Thursday, uh, where they were going to postpone the event. Uh, do you think these games will eventually be played, or what, or what course might you think this takes? I mean. Schools are closed right now until what, March twenty seventh in in right. Maryland. I mean, you can't. You're not going to be able to play before that, I don't think. And you can't practice. So, assuming kids can't even practice until March twenty seventh, you're getting you're heading into word April. Um, man, I, I I've never been through anything like this. It doesn't look good. I mean, that's for sure. And, and again, there's no guarantee that things are going to resume in March twenty seventh. You know, and, I mean, they got to get arenas now. They were going to play the the girls' game at Towson. The boys game at Maryland. I guess they could make other um, uh, they could make other arrangements because I don't know if they'd be able to get those venues again. You know, I mean, there are a lot of questions here that that uh, need to be answered. Right. I mean, you and I have been around a long time. Have you ever seen anything like this before? No, I don't. I don't think anybody has. I mean, um, I, I wasn't alive uh, during like World War II. Maybe they. I'm sure they had inter- interruptions back then. And you hear about the 1918 flu- influenza, but I mean, that's going back long before my time. The only thing I could think of where things really paused like this was for 9-11. Mm-hmm. But, but that was a relatively brief pause. I mean, we knew what happened. Um, we, we knew the scope of it. Uh, with, with this, we really don't because there's so few tests that have mm-hmm. even been administered in the United States uh, so far. So we don't know what the scope is. We don't know what's gonna, what, what tomorrow is really going to look like. Uh, we, we don't know what other changes might be on tap. So it's really unprecedented. Uh, in a lot of ways, and um, and uh, just we're in strange times right now. So, and this will impact spring sports too. I mean, that, that's already been pushed back, right? Right. I mean, they were they were scheduled to start. I want to say next week. They're uh, they were going to actually start games. They've been practicing. Well, they, they can't practice now. And you're dealing. You're talking like baseball. Guys have arms. They have to deal with. You know, 
I mean, maybe they can throw on their own, but I mean, it's it's a it's a really dicey situation. And and uh, you know, are they going to start late? Are they going to have a season? It, will it be abbreviated? I mean, how do they? You used to have a minimum amount of games you had to get before you could qualify for a seed. I mean, you know, are they they? I can't see them getting those games. Right, you know? and and then you throw in the weather element too. Like, what what kind of weather are you going to get? Because because rain impacts uh, so many of these spring events. The season's already short as it is. I mean, it's really only a two-month sprint to the finish as it is, where you basically have April, and by the end of May, Memorial Day weekend, you're done. So that will condense things even further. So, yeah, I mean, lots of decisions have to be made. We we got we got to even get to the point where those decisions can be made. Uh, like, will we have a season? That, that's got to be the first determination. So, mm-hmm. and we just got to get our uh, our. Uh, hands around this virus and figure out what the scope is and what what the impact will be before any of other decisions can be made really so just just strange and crazy times and uh, we'll we'll keep everyone informed here about the the state of Frederick County sports and as well as the any state tournament basketball action that might be happening but coming up next uh, after the break uh, John thank you uh, we will talk to uh, Kaylin Bauer of Middletown High School uh, who won her second straight state title over the week over the weekend, uh, last weekend in Upper Marlboro, uh, she had a dramatic victory that we'll talk about, and uh, her father, Chris, will join her. Uh, Chris runs the Bauer House Academy in Frederick. So we look forward to talking uh, to Kaylin and Chris Bauer. Uh, stay tuned uh, here on The Final Score. We'll be right back with them. Middletown senior Kaylin Bauer won her second consecutive state wrestling championship on Saturday in Upper Marlboro. Uh, scoring a last-second reversal uh, to beat uh, St. Charles's uh, Taylor Stone, uh, two to one in the 138-pound weight class. Uh, Kaylin uh, won the weight class the previous year and, and placed third at 127 the year before. And uh, Kaylin is in studio now, along with her father Chris, uh, who is the founder and uh, owner of uh, the Bauerhaus Academy uh, here in Frederick. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, so Kaylin, uh, now that it's set in for a few days just what is your reaction to your to your dramatic victory on saturday um i feel really happy it's quite an accomplishment to win states one time but winning it twice it's i'm really proud of myself right <laughs> i mean we were talking before we came on there's a lot of panic in the world today and rightfully so with, with the coronavirus and you and you did not panic and and that, and that was key to your victory because you were down one to nothing uh down to the, right down to the last second. You heard your coach say five seconds. What was going through your mind at that point? I was really frustrated, but in the end, um, I just stuck to what I know, and I didn't give up. And I just got my leg over and got the reversal. How did you not panic in that situation? Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to stay as calm as I could, and I guess I knew in my gut I could finish on top. Yeah, did you ever give up hope? Did you ever say it's not my day or, or it's not going to happen for me? No, not at all. I was just really confident in myself that I could pull through. Right, and when you heard the ref go too uh, for the reversal, the <laughs> two point reversal, and, and I think there were like two seconds on the clock. What what went through your head? I got really happy because at that moment in time, I knew I won. Right. So it was just like a really good feeling that I got jumped up. <laughs> How, how would you have reacted if you didn't get the two? Uh, if you if you didn't win that match, um, I I probably would have been a little upset, but placing second is still better than 
anything else. Um, I don't know. W- would you look back on the season or in your wrestling career differently had, had, had you not won? Um, I probably probably would have thought of the things that I could have done in the match to score points or score more points. And I don't know, just work on what I did wrong. Right. What 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 made Taylor Stone so tough? I mean, uh, she was tough to take down. I know she got an escape there in the second period, and she was pretty tough on top, right? Uh, yeah. She her defense is pretty. It, it's there. Um, I don't know. I just tried my best to get around that, and it just worked in the last second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like a couple times you were on the verge of getting that escape point to tie the match. And then she would take you back down to the mat. Yeah. Was that that frustrating you at all? Yeah, it was. But in practices, we work on stuff like that where we stand up and then get taken down or like mat returned. And then we stand back up and get mat returned. And you just keep doing it until you get out. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was awesome what you said afterwards. You said that's called never giving up, mm-hmm. and, 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 and that's exactly what it was. It's, it's called never giving up. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, were there a few anxious moments uh, in, in in the stands watching this unfold? Oh, you believe it? Better believe it. <laughs> right. It was like right out of a movie. One one second left, and she pulls it out. I I thought it was over. To be honest with you, you, you did. Yeah. So, so so dad gave up. So dad so, so dad gave up belief. Uh, right. I, I was up there. I told her, I said, man, I, I think I could see the defeat. I was like, you know, my head was all down. And I'm still watching. I'm still watching. And then, uh, you know, I see five seconds left, and she hits the move and, you know, did a little hip over. And sure enough, the, the referee puts up the two points, and then the the boy with the towel hits the ref on the back, and it's over. And I was like, wow. It's like. It can't get any better than that. Yeah, know? I mean, that, that's what went through your head. It can't yeah, get any better than that. it doesn't this. get any better than that. It's like right out of a movie. Right. It was, it was amazing. Just an amazing feeling. Just uh, so proud of her. You know? Yeah, it's not just that she won. It's the way she won, too, yeah, that, that adds yeah. to the story, right? Yeah, it kind of brought some tears to my eyes, to be honest. It still does when I think about it. And, and who else was in attendance? I'm sure mom was and stuff. Yeah. yeah. My, yep, you have a big, she, big crowd? Or? Just, uh, just her mom, yep. Yeah. She was there. Grandma. Oh, Grandma. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, Grandma was there. And, and were you in charge of resuscitating everyone uh, uh, after those last five seconds unfolded? Or Yeah, it was just uh, it was a crazy, crazy roller coaster of emotions for sure. Right. But we were talking right before we came on here. Like, that's that's the key in, in these types of sports, wrestling, uh, mixed martial arts. You, you, you can't panic, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's the great thing about some of those martial arts is, you know, they teach you to focus and be calm and. You know, not to panic. And again, like she said, not to give up, you know. Right. It's beautiful. Right. I mean, I'm curious what brought you to wrestling. This is for, like, not a sport you associate uh, females with uh, very often. Um, I think I picked it up when I was 11 or so. We at Okay, so later, later than I would have guessed. Yeah, like what's Frederick Fight Club? Well, you did jujitsu a little bit earlier than that, yeah. too. So she was on the mats at a pretty early age. Yeah. Was um, it a pretty easy transition for you coming from a sport like jujitsu to wrestling? Yeah. Um, I was waiting for jujitsu class to begin, and he just told me to hop into wrestling, and that's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> and what were your first impressions of the sport? Um, from what I remember, I like it or liked it. Um, it's pretty fun. Right. 
And and you were wrestling boys predominantly uh, Uh, at first? Yeah, unless there was – when I was younger, there weren't very many girls' tournaments. Right. So, yeah, I just go to the tournaments with the boys on the weekends. Right. Did you find that the boys were scared to uh, wrestle you? Not that I can remember. I don't think they ever were. Right. But were they reluctant to wrestle you? You did, not, not that, not that, not that you know. Not that I know. Okay, but when you were a freshman at Middletown, there there was no girls uh, state tournament. It, it happened your sophomore year, right? Yeah, the first year was my sophomore year. Right. So when you when you heard that tournament was coming about and they were opening up that opportunity to girls, what what went through your mind? I got excited because it was a chance for us girls to like compete in an actual state tournament, as because. Some of us, or most of us, don't make it to the actual boys' states because it's very tough to make it there. So when I heard there was an actual girls' states, I got excited and started training I mean, harder. Yeah, there's that tournament, obviously. But tell us about some of the other strides that have been made for girls in, in, in a sport like wrestling. Um, More people are talking about it, and there's definitely more tournaments around. Um, There's more practices. Um, I've seen... There's more colleges offering wrestling at the colleges that they're at. Um, what else? Is, is there a stigma when it comes to g- girls in wrestling still, do you think? And is that stigma lessening uh, over the last few years? Um, I think when I tell people I wrestle, they're like really shocked because they don't think of wrestling as a girl sport because it's predominantly male. And when I tell them I'm, I wrestle, they're, like, in complete shock. But I'm <laughs> I'm kind of over that because I've just been doing it for so long that I don't view myself as a girl in the sport. I just view myself as a participant in the sport. And, and, that, and that's the goal, right, to make, to make it seem as normal as possible, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Do you sort of wear that as a badge of honor? Like, hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a girl wrestler? Yeah. You do, yeah. And most people, I bet, think it's pretty cool uh, once they hear about your story and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, and, and there's more girls that are wrestling now too, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think you said there were only a few girls in your weight class even last year, but now there, are, I think there were nine in your weight class this year, and, it, and it's getting a little tougher to win that state title, right? Yeah, I think my first year there were four, so my sophomore year there were four in my weight class, and then last year I had. I had two matches last year, and I think there were f- four other girls, and then this year there were eight or nine others. Right. Why do you think it's becoming more normal? Why do you think more girls are wrestling? Um, well, it's a fun sport to get into. Um, there's probably more parents that want their girls to protect themselves. Yeah. Um, hmm. what, what do you see, Chris? Why, why are more girls uh, wrestling? Uh, I don't know. Probably the same reasons the guys wrestle. You know, it's just uh, it's there's no workout like it. There's no friendships that can be built like it. Uh, and that goes for all combat sports, I believe. So, you know, it's just something that really draws you to it. The people are very close. It's a very close knit community. Um, you know, once you're in it, it's kind of it's a, it just becomes a part of you. Right. As some parents might be reluctant to let their daughters wrestle. Do you find that often to be the case, or? Uh, you know, I don't see why. You know, it's completely safe. Uh, it's one of the best uh, functional workouts known to mankind. Uh, 
Uh, it's a great way for your daughter to learn how to protect herself. You know, good means of self-defense. Builds a lot of confidence. You know, and look how beautiful my daughter is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Sitting there a two-time champion. Yeah. 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 That's right. All right. How did you react when you finished third um, uh, uh, two years ago? Um, I wasn't very impressed with myself at that time. Uh, I lost to two of my teammates from the year before uh, from the Maryland national team. So, And I knew they were strong and good, but I don't know. Um, I just wasn't very impressed with myself. Are you ever impressed with yourself, or can you always do better? Um, you can always do better. There's always things you can do to make you stronger and, yeah, make you better. What sort of wrestling do you do outside of the high school season? Um, I go to after-season practices at the shop sometimes. Um, what else do I do? Well, I've done a lot of freestyle and yeah. over the summers. There's freestyle practices at the shop over the summer. Um, I've gone into Bauerhaus to practice. I think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find, being a girl, that the Middletown team was accepting of you right away? Oh, yeah. Uh, especially Coach Shartner. Um, when I was in eighth grade, he coached me at a tournament. And he just accepted me from there. And uh, um, I had a friend, Maddie Shang, who was already on the team. So she introduced me to him, and he became my coach. But 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 the guys were like, hey, you're a girl. Why why are you why are you coming out and wrestling and stuff like that? Or you have to prove yourself here. Or I mean, I'm sure you had to do that. Yeah. But, and you, I'm sure you had no trouble doing that. But I, but still, so that they welcomed you with open arms. Yeah, they didn't really care that I'm a girl. They view me as another part of their family. Right. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's a big thing. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Is, is it frustrating not being able to wrestle a lot of matches during the season just because there's not a lot of the other girls to wrestle? Yeah, I mean it's pretty frustrating because the matches I do wrestle, the guys have a lot of muscle on me, and it's very frustrating to do things that I can normally do against girls and I can't do it against guys. Right, but you view that as a challenge, I'm sure, and, mm-hmm. and, and doesn't that make you better to, to some extent? Yeah, um, during those matches, I see what I do wrong, and then in the practices, I fix what I do wrong and apply it to my next match. Right. Chris, tell us a little bit about the Bauerhaus Academy and sort of how uh, combat sports became part of your life. Um, well, I started wrestling at a pretty young age of six. Um, yeah, when you grew up in this area? Or? I grew up in western Pennsylvania, just right outside of Pittsburgh. Okay, what, what part? I uh, went to a school called Hampton High School. Okay, yeah, I've, 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 my family's from Pittsburgh, so I know Hampton. Okay, yep, cool, yep. awesome, yeah. awesome. And uh, just grew up wrestling there. Um, I mean, that's a cradle of wrestling out there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, so I just grew up doing that uh, my whole life. I wrestled for... Uh, a little while in a small school in Ohio and I hurt my knee and then, you know, I finished up, uh, my degree at another school in Pennsylvania, got a degree in exercise science and, I uh, just, uh, kind of missed the mats and I found my way into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, you know, done some boxing and kickboxing and stuff like that along the way. Uh, but for me, it was always like, uh, I was always, I guess, drawn to the mats uh, and then, you know, I've had Bauerhaus MMA for 
almost six years now. Um, it's a full-scale mixed martial arts and fitness facility. We offer Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Nogi Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, also known as submission grappling, boxing, kickboxing, uh, wrestling, MMA. And then we have a full fitness program there as well. So we do boxing for fitness. So there's a significant portion of the population that wants to work out like a boxer, but they don't really want to get hit. So we have that kind of stuff too. Uh, we do a lot of stuff with uh, kettlebells, dumbbells, body weight, a lot of functional training, trying to improve pe- people's... Can, can, can people just do it to get in shape? Or oh, rather, yeah. Rather, 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 than Absolutely. Do, rather than actually having to do a combat sport, so Abs- to speak. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. We have Not only do we have the mixed martial arts component to it, but we have a full fitness program too. So we do both. Um, and, you know, that that's kind of like part of my background. I have a degree in exercise science, and it's just been a passion of mine. Like, you know, all my life work has been working out. That's all I do, you know, since I was a young kid. And then, you know, I like to live. Did you grow up in a sporting, very competitive family? Uh, no, not at all, really. Uh, you know, but my my parents kind of took me wherever I wanted to go, and it was usually a wrestling tournament. Did you have brothers time. and sisters? Or? I had two brothers, and they yeah. both wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. Older, or? I have a young, uh, younger brother and an older brother, okay. so I'm stuck right in the middle. Right, and you beat up the younger brother and got beat up by the older brother, right? Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and you were just drawn to wrestling. Uh, just you just loved it right away, right? Yeah, I took to it right away. I loved it. It just uh, it felt so natural to me. And your older brother wrestled, so you saw him do it, and like this looks like fun. Is that sort yeah, of how it happened? Or? Yeah, we actually started the same exact time. Me and my older brother. And uh, just kind of went from there. For me, I was, like, really, really into it, just drawn to it. And then, you know, you can only wrestle for so long. It's usually like a young man's sport. So after that, oftentimes you'll see, like, guys transition to MMA or, you know, maybe they want to do kickboxing or, you know, even jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is exploding. It's kind of like a natural pathway for a lot of wrestlers to be able to get into and continue to do that, that kind of right. stuff. Right. It was such a niche thing when uh, when uh, I was growing up, and, and probably you as well, there was this thing called the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, it seemed got like me a, into it too. It Absolutely. seemed like an extreme thing. And they put out the, I guess they put out these videos. This was yep. way before the... I used to buy the, the cassettes, the, the uh, VHS yeah, tapes there, there and there was watch no, them over and over Because again. there was no internet uh, <laughs> when, when, right. when, when you or I were growing up. That's K- right. K- Kaylin's had the internet her entire life, yeah. um, but but there was no. So it was it's, it was just like this weird thing. It's like oh my gosh, these guys are cage fighting. It was it was, it was yeah, it's crazy, it, right? Right. And, but but you would buy the videos and watch that. Yeah, absolutely. I would go rent the rent the VHS tapes and and watch those things over and over again. Right. It was awesome. And, and and you loved it, I'm sure. And just well, what about the, just the way that MMA mixed martial arts has taken off uh, yes. over the last really 20 years fantastic i love it i just hope it keeps getting bigger and bigger you know like i said it's uh you know it's another way for people to get a fantastic workout without having to go to the traditional gym of you know having to lift weights or walk on a treadmill you know that today, can get boring after a yeah while, right? it gets yeah. so boring for so many people and you know when you're doing stuff like this you're not only are you stimulating your entire mind by learning a new valuable skill that may one day save your life but you're also building those incredible bonds, you know, with inside the community, friendships, and 
It's uh, it's just incredible. It's cool. How did you work out as a kid? Were you just pushing weights around in, uh, in the weight room, <laughs> or, or, did they, or did you start doing things like like these, some of these disciplines um, to, to stay in shape? Uh, well, it wasn't really around so much then. You know, it was like wrestling or like karate or something at the time. But I didn't really. I did a little bit of boxing when I was a kid. I tried it. I think I was a young teenager. Um, and just stuck to a lot of wrestling throughout my youth, wrestling a lot of tournaments, competing a lot. You compete a lot as a young wrestler. Right. And then, uh, you know, getting into the kickboxing and jiu-jitsu, mainly jiu-jitsu later on. Right. What, what, what's the toughest part about being a wrestler, uh, Kaylin? Um, I would say having to manage your weight, but I didn't have to deal with that until the end of the season. Um, definitely staying in shape. Because during the six-minute matches, it's basically six minutes of sprints. And it's quite a hard time. Right. But the, the getting beat up part about it, that, that, that doesn't bother you so much? Or, or the, the pain you might have to endure, that, that doesn't bother you so much? No, not really, because I've just been dealing with that for quite a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, you it doesn't get, bother you, me you anymore. You get used to it after a while. But yeah. How long did it take you to get used to that, uh, Chris? Oh man, it's uh, I don't I don't know. It's just kind of like a way of life for me now. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's all I do. You're just getting your face shoved that's, in the mat. Uh, that's another day at the office, shoving right? Other people's faces. Well, well, well right, right. Ideally, <laughs> I, I, ideally, ideally, that's what you're doing. That's right. But 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 there has to be a certain toughness, though. You, you can't you can't wrestle if you're not tough, right, Kalen? Yeah, I mean, you really have to be tough. Um, to be on that mat and it's just it is a really tough sport to be in as a girl or anybody really you just have to have the mental toughness and the physical toughness to be in it right <clears throat> and 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 w- where did where did you learn how to be tough just just by getting out there and doing it chris yeah i think that's one of the things uh like i was trying to mention earlier just one of the great things about wrestling is that it builds so much mental toughness and fortitude so, you know, it can help you in everyday situations in life. Like like we were talking about earlier, like the thing we're dealing with, the pan, panic type stuff with the coronavirus right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't, not that I can ever remember. Do you think you'll have to adjust your business practices uh, potentially as a, as a result? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Not Not that I can think of yet. Like, you know, I'm not panicking just yet. Right. We do everything we can to uh, clean that facility from top to bottom. We sp- spray with hospital-grade disinfectant from front to back multiple times per day. We wipe down every piece of equipment multiple times a day. We encourage people to use hand sanitizer and wash their hands. A lot of this stuff is just common sense yeah, stuff, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like common practices that you hope we can all do. Like, like cover your mouth yeah. when you sneeze or exactly. cough. Exactly. Yeah. What else can you really do? You just right. got to go about living your life and you know try to enjoy each and every moment that we have here on this planet. Yeah. What did you think you were going to do uh, uh, when, you, when you were in high school and college? What were you going to be when you, when you grew up? <laughs> Man, that's a good question. You know, I, I don't know. I think I struggled to f- figure that out for a long time. But my passion led me into, you know, like I said, fitness. And then I started working in a lot of gyms when I was uh, right out of college. And then... And, and where'd you go to college? I went to college at a small school in Ohio for a little while called Muskegon University. Yeah. And then I transferred to Indiana University of Pennsylvania and finished up there. IUP, right. Yeah, yeah. IUP. Right. So closer to home. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
and so you were going to take a fitness track and you, and you were, would do some personal training and stuff like that? Yeah, so that was the plan. And then right, uh, right away, uh, you know, I had her like right out of college. So I had her really young. Um, so I'm not an old guy. <laughs> no. Uh, but but anyway, uh, you're, you're probably you're probably around right around my age. Uh, how, how how old are you, if you don't mind saying? Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. how, how old do I look? That's a dangerous answer. I'm, so, four, I'm 41. Yeah, you're you are right around my age. So yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so you were on a fitness track, and mm-hmm. then how did you end up in um, this area, Frederick? Well, I was working in some gyms up there. Uh, I don't know if you remember Valley Total Fitness, but I was an yeah. operations manager for them. Like I started right before I graduated and then worked my way up there. And then uh, that company went through some trouble and kind of bounced around from a couple other gyms, you know, just trying to find my niche, I guess. Did everything from personal training to being a fitness director to operations manager, you know, cleaning the toilets every day. Still clean the toilets every day. Got to do that. What, 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 why do you take pride in doing that? Uh, I don't know. Just you, you got to, you know, like I said, just clean it and value it. And, you know, just sometimes it's uh, just taking care of things. Right. You know. But, I mean, you could, you could get anyone else to do that. But, 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 it's, but you do it, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have some help at the, at the gym. We have great help at the gym that keeps the place clean every day for right. sure. Right, so we all try to stay on top. But we all do our part. Right, no, I know, but is that a task you look at? This this keeps my feet on the ground, man. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, for the, sure. the, the little stuff is doing the little stuff, and maybe some of the unpleasant stuff is, is yeah. a necessary part of life. Absolutely. So, right. So, so, so you're on this fitness track. Did you ever feel you were on the wrong track, or, or, or were you doing? Did you always feel you were in the right area? I always felt like I was following my passion, which was physical fitness, exercise, wrestling. You know, then it became kind of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and not, you know, I did some boxing, kickboxing, and they all kind of eventually. Yeah, because the thing was Everything the ever, thing was eventually just, right. yeah, I was like so lost for so long. And I had all these crazy skills that I learned from all these gyms I was at. And then eventually it just kind of all came together. And right. now I have the place that I'm uh, Yeah, how, how, did, how, like, how did the idea for Bauerhaus uh, come about? Um, well, I was training at a local gym here in town at the time. It's called Frederick Fight Club. Um, and even before was that, off of Jefferson Street, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the many locations. Even before that, I was training with some guys. Uh, one guy in particular named Jason Boyer, uh, doing some kickboxing, and then he opened the Frederick Fight Club, and I immediately went over with them the first day. I was teaching wrestling there and doing jujitsu with those guys every day. And, uh, you know, the gym went through their troubles, and I, at the time, I think, uh, didn't really have a job. And uh, the gym was kind of started as, like, you know, what do we do now? Where do we go kind of thing? And then that's about the time that we opened, so 2014. But 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 what went into doing that? I mean, you have to line up the the, the finances. You have to line up the, yes. the, the the organization. Like, how difficult was it to to get this off the ground? Um, well, you know, fortunately for me, in the beginning, um, I I have uh, one of my students um, who I confided in, a very intelligent guy, um, and he helped me in the beginning open Powerhouse MMA. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. You know, like uh, we had all these people in this community from Frederick Fight Club. And it was just, uh, 
you know, in the gym that I have now, it's a bunch of us that, you know, there's a small group of us that are still there together today. We're like, uh, we're like a family. Um, and it's like that in a lot of those gyms, MMA gyms. So a lot of us just stuck together, um, just like family does. And we got through it, and now we're just, uh, you know, we're doing great. So it's been great. Your last name is Bauer, obviously. So, yeah. the, so, the, so the name Bauerhouse, mm-hmm. Powerhouse. I mean, that that was the idea behind the name, or yeah. When I was in college and uh, going through my exercise science degree, I was like, man, I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna open a gym called Bauerhouse one day. And I think at the time, from what I remember, I was lifting weights at a powerhouse gym. I've always loved lifting weights too. I lift weights like six to seven days a week. It's just another passion of mine, like just working out in general. <laughs> so, uh, and sure enough, the the opportunity came about, and I remembered the name, and I stuck it just stuck in my head. On you know, <laughs> that was it. The, the the day you opened the doors to the Bauer House. No, no, not the day we opened the doors. No, no, no. So when we first opened up, it was actually called. We couldn't even think of a name because the gym I was training at at the time went out of business so quickly. We're like, oh my god, what do we do? So we're just like scrambling, and luckily I had a, you know, uh, like I said, a student of mine and business partner that I confided in, and we kind of came up with a plan and opened up at the time. We called it Valhalla Academy. So it was just a random name, just opened it up. Valhalla. Valhalla Academy. Why? Because that sounds fancy or something like that? I don't know. I I can't even remember the the reason behind it. It was just like I said, it was like spur of the moment. I was like, okay, we had this whole community of people. Like, where do we go? And there wasn't even that many people, but... You know, it was still for me at the time. I was like, okay, I got to do this. You know, I don't really have much else going on for me. I kind of lost a few jobs. And you asked me before what brought me down here from Pittsburgh is that I lost my jobs up in Pittsburgh in fitness industry from a couple of gyms just going out of business. Nothing on my own part. Well, why do gyms go out of business? Is it the more of the management or there's not enough people working out or a combination of the two? Uh, or, I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. a combination of a lot of things, yeah. you know, just whatever. Business. Yeah, right. No, but when you went, when you opened the doors and the name Bauerhouse Academy was was on was on the marquee, what was that day like for you? Oh, uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was for me. It was kind of weird. Like I was naming something after myself, and uh, it was kind of like okay, my my uh, my gloating here, you know. My, yeah, I understand my being braggadocious. No, I, but weren't you prideful too? Because because you, you you said you were going to do it, and 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 you did it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I am now. I am now. Not at the time so much, but I am now. I'm very, right. very proud now. Is the, is the business grown faster than you thought it might? I wouldn't say faster than I thought it might, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it was uh, we're just it's been in like a nice, steady, slow process over a long period of time. So it just didn't just explode overnight. It's been a lot of just hard work every single day over the years. And, uh, you know, with a great group of people around me, fortunately, uh, just have so many good people there like family yeah who were your inspirations growing up uh who who, who, who are the fighters wrestlers uh mixed martial artists you look up uh you uh looked up to growing up well when i was growing up at the time uh in western pennsylvania i was wrestling it was definitely Kerry colat he was the man yeah um he's still today like i think one of the greatest ever greatest technicians and then uh, at the time, Ty Moore, uh, he was pretty amazing too. So those guys were like superhumans when, at the time when I was growing up. 
in Western right. Pennsylvania. Right. But how about how about who's, who's your favorite UFC fighter? Who who are the guys you really like in mixed martial arts? Uh, well, uh, over the years, um, I mean, some of the older like wrestlers for me in the beginning, you know, like Randy Couture and Matt Hughes and uh, those guys. Uh, I, I like the the wrestling style. T- Tito Ortiz. Tito. I wasn't such a Tito Ortiz fan. Yeah, uh, it was kind of a little brash for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Right. Uh, Kalen, who did you look up to? Because there's not as many role potential role models on, on, on the female end of things. Um, when I was watching UFC, I definitely look up to Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, and then in the wrestling community, uh, Helen Marulis. Yeah. For, uh, right. Uh, from Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Have, have you met Helen before? No. You haven't. Okay. Um, is MMA, is that something you might, um, uh, gravitate towards uh, one day if you haven't already? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I've definitely, I've done boxing and kickboxing before and judo, jujitsu, um, but I'm not sure yet. Right. Well, what sort of impact do you think winning a state title and, and showing other girls and your things like your victory in the girls' state tournament, what do you think that's doing uh, for, for girls wrestling in general? Um, it's showing them that they can, they can go out there and they can do that too. Um, gives them, it, it gives me hope that they can see they can do that. And they can go out there and make their parents proud and their coaches proud. And just have fun with it, right? And what are what are your future plans um, in, in in the sport? Um, I'm not I'm not wrestling after in college, but I definitely do plan on like coaching and you're gonna help out at Middletown, or yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, coaching and just helping out there, right? And is it true that you could beat up your uh, your younger brother? <laughs> no. Right. No, it's not. Okay, he's pretty tough. Huh? He is pretty tough. Yeah. Like, if, if you wrestled him, he would he would beat you. Yeah. No last second reversals or <laughs> escapes or I don't or, know or takedowns. So, what, what what sort of impact do you see victories like Kalen's making in for for girls uh, in wrestling? There, Chris. Um, you know, I th- I hope it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I hope that. Uh, you know, more girls have better opportunities, just continued better opportunities over the years. Like Kaylin, you know, she spent most of her life wrestling boys. I hope one day it gets big enough to where girls can actually wrestle girls. Um, that's what I hope. That's nothing but good for the girls and good for the sport. And, uh, you know, it's so difficult doing what they do. It's incredible, you know. Like a girl wrestling a boy, it's like... That's that's pretty crazy. Right. Did you and you didn't worry about that as a dad? Um the weird thing is like in the beginning not so much cuz she was little, but like now like later on I'm like I, I don't I don't really want her wrestling the boys so much, right. you know, but it's a like I said it's great that she knows how to defend herself and stuff. It's just not very equal or fair. Right, yeah. Yeah, just, the guys just di- get different, too, they're too big and different too strong. body different body yeah. types, right? But it's yeah. great great for her i mean you know she probably you know defend herself against most average men out there yeah you know, she can handle herself right uh how do people get involved with the bauer house academy if, if, if they hear this and they wanted to uh, get involved or wanted their kids to become involved how, do, how does that happen 
Uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, we have uh, we offer everybody two days free. Uh, there's no risk. There's no obligation. It's just kind of a chance for people to come in and check out the facility, see what we do, see what they're getting themselves into. Because most people have never stepped foot inside of a facility like that before, so they don't really know what to expect. Uh, so those two days, we just ask that they use them within a week period of time, and then you have to sign a waiver. Uh, we try to do everything by appointment only. That way we can give you uh, our best time when you come in the door. We try. Fortunately, we're you, very... You very, accept walk-ins. I, yeah, I of course. Guess, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're not going to kick you out the door. Right. Uh, we welcome everybody that comes in the door. So we have people from you know, all walks of life, all backgrounds that come in there. We get, uh, you know, some of the, one of the most common questions we get is, like, we get people call all the time and say, you know, they're not really sure, like, they're, they're kind of scared. They've never done something like this before. And, you know, I tell them the same thing I tell every person. Like, no one has really done this before that calls here, you know. So you come in here, you're just going to be like every other person Everyone that walks through the door. Right? Yeah, yeah, everybody's like, we have programs for beginners in place all the way up to, advanced we ha we do have a professional and amateur level fight team in there but it makes up such a small portion of the population uh you know that can be a misconception with people too they think it's like rock'em sock'em robots and it's usually the farthest thing from the truth it's a lot of people that uh like i said earlier that don't want to get on the treadmill every day that don't want to go in the gym and lift weights whether they lack the motivation to do so or, you know, they need someone to tell them what to do. Or maybe it's people just looking for self-defense in this crazy world that we live in right now. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to come in and do it. Uh, but whatever your reason is, I would suggest just trying it and uh, see if it's a fit for you. Yeah, and you guys are tucked away there uh, on, on Grove Road if, if, if people were looking for you. Yes, sir. Tucked away on Grove Road. It's, uh, it's a warehouse space in the backside of a building. Um you know, it's uh, it's kind of tucked away and hidden, but fortunately in today's world, like I said, if you, you have a phone, you can find us. So. Right. And your website is uh, BowerHouseAcademy.com. Uh, yes, sir. And I imagine you're on Facebook and, and most of the social media sites as well. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we got a pretty large Facebook following and Instagram as well. Okay. So BowerHouseAcademy.com. And I guess the website's the easiest way to, to find. Is, is that is that how you generate most of your business is through the website or website and you know word of mouth too a lot of people call uh we do like i said we accept walk-ins too you're more than welcome to walk in anytime you want uh we try to do mostly everything by appointment only so if people want to set up an appointment they can do that on our website all they have to do is click on the button that says i want my free trial and follow the two steps or they can just give us a call and we can set up an appointment it's pretty simple yep Two-time uh, wrestling state champion in Maryland, Kaylin Bauer. Her father, Chris. Guys, thanks so much for, for coming in. It's been Likewise. great having you on. Thank you very Thank much you. for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Yeah, and my thanks to all of you for uh, tuning in and uh, to producer uh, Graham Cullen as well. He, he puts everything uh, together for us here. So I'm Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department, and we will see you back here next week with another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.